I am way beyond a fanatic. I'm God-possessed. Get it straight. There ain't a demon on the planet that likes Mark Barclay anymore. If that's you, clap and shout one. Say, I am God-possessed. You better get ready. Did you bring a Bible? Praise God, Doc Barkley here. I'm welcoming you to the broadcast. It's going to be a hot one. I'm just telling you right now. Get on social media. Get on your phone. Tell your friends to get hooked up to this program right now. It's a life changer. I'm holding in my hand a really cool series. It's all packaged for you. It's called Ignorant No More. And as we teach this, sometimes on the broadcast, sometimes in the church here, but we collected it for you. This is a must. The Apostle Paul, which really was just speaking for the Holy Spirit, said, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning spiritual things. That's why we did this series. That's why you need this. Jump on the website and check us out. Follow us along. Pray for us. Call everybody right now to get on the broadcast. Get this series from our bookstore online. And I hope to see you out here someday at Living Word Church. Amen. And so here we go. Hope you got your Bible out. We're a Bible people, so we don't just talk a lot. We talk right from the scriptures, and we want you to have the most powerful, victorious, and spiritual walk you've ever known before with our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go get after the Word of God and let the Holy Spirit get after us. <laughs> Amen. As for me and my house, we're going we're gonna to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to study the Word of God. Can you say amen on it? Amen. Turn with me, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Amen. amen. 1 Corinthians 12. Those of you that are with us by internet and television, please join in. Open your Bibles with us if you can, if it's safe to do that where you're at, and just study the Word of God with us in Jesus' name. What are you going to teach on, Pastor? I want to teach a few minutes on the Holy Spirit and why we need His gifts in your life. Notice I didn't just say my life. We need the gifts of the Spirit to flow through your life in this dark day so you have supernatural, God-given power to touch and help other people. Amen. Let's start reading. First of all, 1 Corinthians 12.1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Now the Greek language leaves out the word gifts there. You notice it's italicized. Whenever you see a word that's script font, or what we call italicized, that means the translators added that word in order to make the sentence make sense in an English flow, in our case, in the English Bible. But really, the great apostle was talking about all spiritual things. Walking with the Spirit. Being filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. So we're not going to be ignorant. Ignorance isn't stupidity. Stupid is when you know, but you do something contrary to the right thing anyhow. That's stupid. Ignorance means you didn't know. So the great apostle is writing to us by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and he is saying to us, now, don't be found ignorant. In other words, you must know, you must learn. 
That's how you know things. You must learn and study and know about spiritual things. In this chapter, uh, of course, it's talking about spiritual gifts. Amen. Everybody say, I want one. And you should. The Bible says to do that. Uh, let's keep reading. Verse 2, you know that you were Gentiles. In our case, we would call sinners. Carried away onto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give, you, I give you to understand that no man, speaking by the Spirit of God, calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now, he's not just talking about people yakking. He's talking about people saying things that they mean. Nobody's going to say uh, that they believe in Jesus Christ of Nazareth just to be yakking. People don't say that unless they mean it. You said it because you meant it. You keep saying it every day because you keep meaning it, right? Let me keep reading verse 4. Now pay close attention to verse 4, verse 5, and verse 6. Now when I'm done teaching tonight, I'm going to pray over us that the Lord Jesus Christ, if you have a gift in you that's laid dormant, you haven't been very faithful at it, or it hasn't flowed through you, or you've never had a gift of the Spirit, I'm going to ask the Lord to anoint us tonight. I don't necessarily need your help in here to flow in the gifts, but God needs your help out there to get a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom and a power gift of healing to be impressive to sinners so you can bring them into the house of God. Verse 4, 5, and 6. Pay close attention now. Now there are diversities, or you could say various kinds, different kinds, diverse kinds, of gifts, but the same Spirit. Notice it's capitalized, that means Holy Spirit. Verse 5, that there are differences of administrations. The word there is that we would use in modern English is ministries. We don't say, ah, oh, Brother Copeland's got a great administrations. We say he's got a great ministry. Living, we don't say Living Word Church is a great administration. We'd say it's a great ministry. That's what this word really means if you go study it. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Six, and there are diversities or differences of operations. Another word for operations would be activities, or you could use here very, very legally, you could use the word assignments. But it is the same God which worketh all in all. Now I want, I want you to notice how the things of God fall under the Godhead. In verse 4, it talks about the Holy Spirit. In verse 5, it refers to the Lord Jesus Christ. And in verse 6, it refers to Father God. So anytime we're flowing in the power of God, you are touching or in touch with the Heavenly Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the great Holy Spirit. Notice in verse 4, it is the great Holy Spirit who distributes the gifts. He is the one who will say is in charge of the flowing of the gifts of the Spirit. Notice in verse 5, it's the Lord Jesus Christ who's in charge of the ministries. And in verse 6, it's Father God who gives these ministries their assignments and their operations. 
One of, I've watched this for years. You probably have too. One of the things I've noticed time and again is every ministry tries to do everything. It is not the assignment of God for every ministry to be good at everything or involved in everything. Amen. You shouldn't go away and visit another ministry and see something they're doing and come here and judge us because we don't do it. They should not bring their people here to a conference and then go home and say, well, we don't even have that program in our church. Well, before you go that far, you ought to go to the prayer closet and find out if God the Father gave such an assignment to that church. Right. Amen. Some churches are great missionary churches. Most of their money ends up on the foreign field. They raise up most of their congregation and a high percentage of them end up living in foreign countries. Though we're all supposed to be in love with world missions and, and our own country missions. We're all supposed to be evangelists. Some churches, you know, they're totally into feeding the poor. They got big soup kitchens, you know, and they, they go all over the, the county and they feed poor folks or they have things, if they live in metropolitan areas, in the metro area, they have big missions, they call them, where, you, where they feed the poor and the street people and clothe them. And yeah, I mean, and the list, and the list can go on. Not every church should be on television. Not every ministry should be on television. Not every, there's ministries now that should be on TV that aren't there. There are ministries now on TV, that's not their assignment. Even though they got the money to do it, they should get off. See, the, the, the battle of life for you, same for me as a pastor and the prophet of the Lord, is to make sure that I'm not doing things just because I can. There's a lot of things I can do. I have possessed or obtained the ability or the know-how to do those things. But I don't have a right to stand up here and talk you into helping me do things that God Almighty has not assigned for me, our ministries, and this church to do. Amen. Thank you for your enthusiasm about my message. The same is true for you. So let's clean this up or clear this up. That's what I meant by that. The great Holy Spirit, you're not going to be powerful and fulfill your ministry, neither will I, without the great Holy Spirit. So we know by, the, by verse 4, 5, and 6 that the great Holy Spirit is in charge of the gifts of the Spirit in your, flowing through your life. We know that whatever ministry you have and or whatever ministry you belong to, that that is under the lordship and the governorship of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And then thirdly, we found in verse 6, it's the heavenly father who decides what ministries do. I remember one time, this has been a few years back, the, um, one, a young pastor said, Brother Barclay, uh, what's some of the hardest things you've done in ministry? I said, I'll tell you the hardest thing I've ever done in ministry. Those things that I swore to God, God told me to do, and once I got in the, involved in them, I had to repent and decide it wasn't God that told me that. I missed God, and it cost you money, son, and it cost you time, and it cost you faith, and it cost you people. It's always better if we can hear up front what God has for. That includes you young people. It's better if God can confirm in your heart who you're supposed to marry in the first place. 
Even then things can go weird and wild and woolly. You know, we're living in the last days. See, I'm convinced. I don't, I don't know if all of you are or not. Maybe I think most of you are. I am convinced that you are as called to this church as I am. I'm convinced that it was God that did whatever he did to shake you out of whatever little vehicle you were in, whatever little place you were in, and bring you here on assignment for God that somehow he had groomed you and he had dealt with you and he has grown you up and he has gifted you and he made a way. He is the way maker and he made a way to bring you into my life as an answer to my prayer. You are an answer to my prayer. I don't mean that arrogantly. I'm just saying, you're an I prayed that God would send me people, not just people. I don't, I don't want 5,000 multituders with a multitude mentality. I, I, we've never prayed that here. Our prayer here is, Lord, you send us those that will fall in love with you, those that will serve you, those that you want to be part of this army. We don't care if they're down in dirty, devilized sinners. We'll get them born again, won't we? We'll get them baptized, won't we do that? We'll cast a devil out of them. We'll get them filled with the Holy Ghost. We'll spend time with them. We'll teach them the Bible, and we'll put them to work in the house of God. Or send me believers from other places. I'm not going to go to other places, as preachers call it, proselyting. I don't do that. A lot of people come to our church. I don't try to keep them. You know, we constantly got visitors. A lot of them go to churches in this city. Uh, we got people come constantly in this church that their pastor, pastors in this town, and the pastor said, go out there to Living Word and find out how they do this and bring it back. We, we, we shouldn't try to hang on to people. I'm not going to travel from church to church and try to bring home four, six, 12 people with me everywhere we go, prophesy over them like some nutcrackers do. <laughs> dear Lord, I said, dear Lord, but God does move people into this army because we pray. Amen. We pray, Lord, we need a bigger army. Lord, we need someone that knows how to do that. We need somebody that knows how to do this. Now, if you want us to train them up, we will. But if you've got someone sitting somewhere in a dead church where they, where they can exercise their gift, they can't find their way in God, then we're not going to go pry them out of there and, and throw them in the back of the pickup truck and haul them over here and make them a member. But you can pry them out of there and bring anybody you want to into this great army. It would be wonderful if we had the time sometime to pass a microphone around and say, tell us your story. How did God ever get you into this army right here? What, what happened? Who invited you? What made you come here? How'd you hear about us the first time? It's pretty cool, really. Some of you got some awesome stories. Some of you, you're so numb, you still don't know why you're here. <laughs> but, but you're here. Say, everybody say, yeah, but I'm here. Yeah, May the fog clear and you know why in Jesus' name. Let's go back to this for a moment. We're going to trust the great Holy Spirit to gift us because he's in charge of gifts. 
Isn't that what we read? Isn't that what we read? Isn't that not what the Bible said? Then that's what you're going to do and that's what I'm going to do. Holy Spirit, you're in charge of all the gifts. That's why they're called the gifts of the Spirit and not the gifts of the Father or the gifts of the Lord. They're referred to as a manifestation. If you kept reading here in this chapter, they're referred to as a manifestation of the Holy Spirit because he's in charge of them. The Holy Spirit isn't a friend of God. He's God. You kick out the Holy Spirit, you kicked out God. If you're ashamed of the Holy Spirit, you're ashamed of our God. If you're ashamed of any of the gifts of the Spirit, you're ashamed of our God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You might not comb your, hairs like, your hair like mine, but, but if you don't like mine and you don't like me because you don't like mine, you can't like me and not my hair, and you can't not like my hair and like me. We're one. You can't like God and not His Spirit. You can't like the Holy Spirit and hate God. They're one. The Holy Spirit is God. Just want to make sure you understand he's not some hobo that Jehovah picked up scooting through heaven on a skateboard. <laughs> the great Holy Spirit is in charge of his, his, his gifts and he wants every Christian everywhere to have a gift of the Spirit. In other words, to make room for him to flow through you. To make room. to flow. The Lord will go at length long suffering to train you to flow even with one gift. But it isn't the gift that's flowing through you. It's the great Holy Spirit. When, when, when the Lord uses me, even in the prophetic anointing, when the Lord uses me to help people, it isn't Mark that's flowing. It isn't the gift of Mark. I'm just the vessel. It's the Holy Spirit flowing through me. That's why in some of us, there's more than one gift. Vicki's been with me all my ministry life. Vicki can tell you that at one time or another, and a couple of you in here could say the same thing, you've been, in, you've been with me long enough and in enough places that every, every one of the nine gifts of the Spirit has flowed through me at one time or another since I've been walking with Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That could happen to you too if it hasn't yet. Because it isn't like you found a gift and you grabbed it and that is my gift. It's the Holy Spirit that's flowing through us. Amen. If you run into someone who's sick and dying, you're supposed to covet earnestly the best gift. That's about the last verse of that chapter, 12. Covet earnestly the best gift. The best gift isn't the one that you always wished you had. It's the one you need at the moment. Holy Spirit, if you would just flow through me and heal that body, 
Amen. You run into someone, they're physically healthy, but they're terribly depressed. Oh, great Holy Spirit, when I walk in that room, if, the, if, if you could just give me a word of wisdom about their future, just one little teeny utterance, something from heaven would change their life forever, and it would change the way they're making decisions about this thing, which will change their future. It's, it's, you don't say, I prophesied once, I'm a prophet. It's the Holy Spirit. You may never prophesy again. Maybe another gift will flow through you next time. If, you're not, if your love flow is not helping people, you may have no gift show up in your life. I think some of you have kind of a... I think some of you have blockaded the river of God because you're convinced that what you do in the kingdom, you don't need any gifts. Some of you are still Pentecostally traditional and you think gifts fly through the air and fall upon people and they stand up and they start quaking and shaking and giving an utterance you can't hear and understand. Huh? I think some people think that there's only special Christian specimens that are gifted by God and the rest of us are just nobodies and we follow around the gifted wanting to kiss their ring and get their autograph from their book sales. I'm not against the autographs, but I am the kissing of the ring. But I'm telling you, that this Bible is telling you that God Almighty by His Spirit wants to flow through every single one of us. God wants you to be powerful when you're out witnessing for Him and ministering to people and people you rub shoulders with and your relatives and people you work next to, people you bump into could be total strangers. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, Many, 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 many times I have bumped into total strangers in every kind of probably environment I've been in. And not every time I bump into a stranger, but many times the minute I stand in front of that person, I mean just all of a sudden I can feel the love and compassion. Don't even know them. Don't even know anything about them. For all I know, they're hot for God Christians. But what I'm telling you, man, it's like lava coming out of the volcano. You'll feel it rising in you, this love for people, this compassion. And, it, and when it gets out and it starts, you can tell, whoa, it's going to go towards them. Am I going to lay hands on them? Am I going to say something to them? Am I going to bless them? Am I, well, and it comes out, and I'm telling you, if you could learn to do nothing more than follow the love flow, follow the passion and compassion, by the time you go to reach out, by the time you say, hey, what, it's like slow motion. Hey, what's wrong? You can almost hear that. And then the minute you ask that, man, here comes the power of God following that love or that care that you had for that hurting person. And God will give you a word of knowledge. That's not a 40-minute prophecy. That's why it's called a word of knowledge. Not a chapter of knowledge, a word of knowledge. Amen. 
most of us, when we get a candidate to get them saved, we blow them right off their feet, man, with a rapid fire. You're going to teach them four chapters in the first 30 seconds. They don't know. They're ignorant. Their minds have been blinded. The Bible says, New Testament, lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine unto them. Don't, do not be offended about blind people. I'm talking about mind blind. Don't be offended when mind blind people curse at you and point their finger and make fun of you. They're ignorant. Say it. They're ignorant. You don't have to tell them that. But in here, just say, they're ignorant. They're ignorant. Brother Hagin used to say, that's ignorance gone to seed. You know, grew up, went to harvest. No one picked it. It fell back off the ground, went back into seed form. <laughs> you got to understand, people, most people, not everybody, most people that you are dealing with are ignorant of spiritual things. They do not know about you. They do not really know about your church. They do not really know about the Bible anymore. Listen, there was a day, even 25 years ago, even people that didn't go to church, you say a verse to them, they'd almost finish it, or they'd say, yeah, I heard about that before. But, but I'm telling you now, now we have, we, have, we have a generation of people, they don't know the Scriptures. They don't know the Scriptures. And so, you got, they're ignorant. You got to understand that. If you don't understand these people are ignorant, chapter 12, verse 1, they're ignorant about spirit. They could be highly intelligent and totally in the know of what's going on politically, government, science. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to study the Word of God. We need the gifts of the Spirit to flow through your life in this dark day so you have supernatural, God-given power to touch and help other people. Amen. You know what the Lord is saying? If you love me, then when I go through all this for you, do something with it. You do something with this to help somebody else. Turn with me, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The flowing of the gifts of the Spirit. It is not the assignment of God for every ministry to be good at everything or involved in everything. Can you say amen on it? Praise God. Listen, I hope you enjoyed this broadcast as much as I enjoyed doing it. Preaching the Word, helping you, helping me. The Holy Spirit helping all of us. Isn't it great to be a Christian? There's no better way to live. If you don't know my Jesus, listen, invite him into your life right now and mean it. You can contact us. There's multiple ways. Jump on social media. Jump on the website. And uh, we're going to help you. You can come out here to church. We have ministers to help you. It's a hard walk by yourself, but it's a powerful walk together. Don't forget our series, Ignorant No More. Uh, get online, get at the bookstore, get yours ordered right away. Tell everybody about the broadcast and listen, send a prayer request. We're prayer people out here and we mean it. If you can, when you can, send finances to help us preach. Every dollar counts. We pray over it. We ask God to bless you, but we pray that you have the satisfaction 
that with your help, we are touching a multitude of people. Praise God. And I'm just going to keep doing this and doing it and preaching it and teaching it and praying over you and believe in God that you literally have the best day of your life living as a Christian. There is no better way to walk across this planet than as a born again, spirit-filled Christian. Hope to see you at the church here, Living Word, or the next broadcast. Amen.